0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Blessed continuation of the Feast of Theophany to each of you. The epistle and the Gospel that we have heard today, both are assigned to this Sunday just after the Theophany of our Lord. The Theophany of the Holy Trinity. When we aren't following along and seeing this sequence, this gospel reading and this epistle reading can feel very out of place, especially after such a great feast, as theophany, we're still sort of in the thought of the Christmas season, it seems odd to hear just a gospel account of Christ going to a city and just picking up with nothing that he seems to do other than travel and then what we know that he's about to say to everybody as he begins his ministry, but it's this transition here that is the most important part and why this gospel and this epistle are read today. This gospel reading that we have heard picks up just after Christ has wandered in the wilderness and defeated the temptations of the devil. And right after that, we get these verses here. Then he traveled to Capernaum into that land of darkness. It's important to note of where he traveled. Capernaum becomes Christ's home base, his home city, from which he keeps returning and going out, preaching, teaching, healing. It is Capernaum that becomes sort of his forward base, if you will, as he goes about continuing what we had just heard in the Saturday reading, yesterday, which is of the temptations that Christ has conquered, of the devil. And from here, he goes on from victory to victory for the next three years until the victory of the cross is won. So Capernaum is that forward base. It sits right next to a lake for which he could get on a boat and travel, as we hear many times throughout the Gospels. It sits on trade routes where people could come and go and trade and hear the teaching of our Lord and hear people experiencing him day in and day out. So this is where Christ plants himself. Christ is purposeful and careful in this choice. He begins taking up that same ministry that the Baptist, who we had just celebrated that great event, was preaching. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The Lord picks up those same words but surpasses them in his actions because he is greater than that Baptist who St. John says, My, the sandals of whom I can't untie. That is how much greater and even more so than that than he is. So Christ isn't changing the message, but he is bringing the victory of that message. He is bringing the kingdom of heaven that John was saying is at hand to all of those in that region and beyond to us today. And in the epistle, we hear the fulfillment of that ministry. This is why the epistle is read today. It mentions the ascension, which seems really odd. And in all honesty to me, I hadn't really looked into why this epistle is here until I started thinking about it and thinking of what I would preach today. It seems out of place to already begin commemorating the Ascension when we're just talking about the baptism of Christ. The Ascension is a feast that is 19 weeks and four days away from now. We have to get through all of Lent and beyond Pascha to get to there. But this is what the church is trying to teach us. This is what the church is teaching us by placing the epistle right here at the beginning of Christ's public ministry, That from here, he is journeying to the ascension. And in that feast, in that event of the Lord, Christ takes his human nature and places it at the right hand of God the Father. So it's not an accident that we have an epistle mentioning the ascension and mentioning the events of Holy Saturday. He descended into Hades and despoiled it of its captive souls. It is the ascension the baptism, and the resurrection that are deeply tied together for us. We can contemplate one to the other and learn a great bit and draw closer to our Lord. This epistle is showing us that it is emblematic that Christ descends into Hades on that holy Saturday and that he frees the fallen ones. This is what Christ did for those three years as he walked the earth in his public ministry. He freed the fallen souls. He forgave their sins. He healed their bodies. And he taught them how to keep that purity which he was giving to them. In the baptism in the water, as we have our newly illumined with us here today, he taught how to keep that. And then in the ascension, he brought that healed human nature up to the heights of heaven. And we are to follow him there so that we too can sit at the foot of our Father in heaven. This was what Christ's ministry is and what he begins today. So theophany for us as Orthodox Christians is the beginning of that celebration of that victory. At that baptism is the beginning where Christ publicly and purposefully from Capernaum as his home base began this victory march toward Golgotha and the ascension on the mountain there. So each Christian, the epistle tells us, is given a gift by these events. We are given great gifts. Several are mentioned by the apostle. And each of you who are in the church have a measure of one of these gifts. Christ is the one who contains all of these things. All of these offices or these gifts all of these roles within the church, Christ has them within himself, but each of you, Orthodox Christians, have some role that is given to you that can be deepened, that can be, no, that becomes the means for which you know Christ. So these gifts are given to each baptized Christian. And these are given to you so that you can work out your salvation. So what are those gifts? Those ones that are mentioned by the apostles, by the apostle. There is being an apostle, being a prophet, being an evangelist, being a pastor and a teacher, and those whose role and responsibility it is to equip the ministry of the church. All for the building up of that body of Christ. All with the aim of growing that body of Christ and sustaining it equipping it to the maturity of Christ. That is what the epistle is teaching us today. It's connecting the beginning of those events with all of the great events of Christ's ministry to us and our role as Orthodox Christians in the body of Christ. We can easily miss it as just this cryptic epistle that seems out of place. But when we understand it connected to the events of Christ, It is a great mystery that we get to participate in. So my brothers and sisters, if you are grasping at, so where do I fit in this? Am I an apostle? Am I a prophet? Am I an evangelist? Am I a pastor or a teacher? Am I called to these things? Am I called in what way to equip the ministry of the church? Dedicate yourselves to finding answers to that. Dedicate yourself in and through the church to seeing where that can happen. But first you need to know what these roles are. That first gift that you are given is the salvation in the baptismal waters. And these gifts grow from those waters and are sustained in the sacraments of the church. These gifts build upon one another and they support one another. Some are called to leave home and give the gospel to new lands and new peoples. This is the apostolic ministry. Some are called to be prophets or have the gift of prophecy, and this is really that they know and can discern the essential spoken word to somebody in truth for their salvation. Some are evangelists, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ boldly And openly, they can't help but be that and share that with others. Some are called to the ordained ministry to be pastors and those who are teachers and gifted in teaching and guiding and deepening that life in Christ within the Spirit. This is the role of a pastor and a teacher. All are given that last gift, though, of equipping others of supporting others, we could say, in the body by love and kindness and offering aid to the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the the pastors, and the teachers. This is what we are all called to do, even if we're not the head person that is the great evangelist winning people over to the gospel message of their salvation. Even if we are not called on to foreign lands to be missionaries like the apostles were or even if we don't have that gift of knowing exactly what the word of truth that will bring salvation to somebody is, as the prophets may do. All of this is given to us, and we are called to help that. This is what the equipping of the building up of the body of Christ is all about. The epistle is calling us. Many journeyed with Christ as he traveled from Capernaum and helped him in his ministry. And we are called to continue that as members of the body of Christ. So today, my brothers and sisters, our Lord begins His public ministry out of the baptismal waters and the defeat of the devil in the desert in that wilderness. He gives us gifts for our redemption. Be a people that finds and knows your gifts within the church. Use them for the building up of this body and you will learn what salvation is. You will experience salvation in your midst. So let us pray and give thanks to God for this great gifts, the great gifts that he has given us. O oh Lord our God, who descended into the water in the Jordan to open up salvation by water and the Spirit and who ascends into heaven to place our, place us at the Father's right hand. Grant unto all who are gathered here to the knowledge of their gifts bestowed unto them in your body. And may they in purity and strength find salvation by that gift. Amen.